Who are you? Negan. Who are you? Negan. Who are you? Negan. You see that? I am everywhere. Welcome to Fear Me. Fear Me. Hi, this is Kim. Stuart. Scott. And welcome to another episode of the Fear Me podcast. This is episode 52, and we're going to be covering The Walking Dead Season 7, Episode 3, entitled The Cell. And tonight we have a special guest with us. We have Jason Kabasi from The Walking Dead cast. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Welcome, Jason. Happy to be here. I'm going to embarrass you just a little bit. So, uh, <laughs> talk to my mom. The Walking, no, no, no. The Walking Dead cast was the very first podcast that I had ever listened to, and I've been listening probably since your second year that you guys have been doing this. So you're in your seventh year now, right? Or you're yeah. Going into your seventh year. Yeah, I guess so. One for each season. Yeah. Yep. So I've been listening for that long, and it was because of you guys that I found out about Walker Stalker or yeah, Walker Stalker podcast, and then um, decided to start my own podcast, which we started last year. Awesome. And so, yeah, I so that. I just yeah. wanted to say thank you <laughs> for the inspiration and for being an awesome friend. Yeah. Well, and for coming yeah. on. It's very cool. Sure, yeah, I think that's really cool. I got a whole year of being dogged by Kim. When are we going to do the podcast? When are we going to do the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Did you? So thanks for that, Jason. <laughs> How are you liking it now that you're going? You're like, eh. No, it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> It is. Yeah. Actually, I, I kind of got into it. I realized how much I like to hear myself talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of addictive. It. it really is. <laughs> it is addictive. And then going to things like Walker Stalker Con, that, that mm-hmm. makes it even more fun because you get to meet people that actually listen to you. Yeah, that's the best. I love it, it is. And having people write in and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's yep. the best part. I get kind of sad when we don't have anything to podcast about during the offseason. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, well, we we just usually do podcasts anyway. That's yeah, what we've been doing, kind of. And then we get like half the number of listeners, but that's totally fine. That's okay. Yeah. You get it out of your system. Mm-hmm. Those ha- that half is happy. That's right. <laughs> so, Scott, what you drinking? I I am drinking, believe it or not, a gluten free lager. What? What the hell? What are you doing? NGB. Um, and I can I can honestly say it's not good. It's, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like mixing beer with rice wine. Oh um, yeah, why did you go for that? I'm trying to get a little healthy. Okay. No, well, I know. I'm, I mean, I, 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 stuff. That's fine. What's that's the alcohol okay. content? This, uh, four. Four. Okay. Mm. Yeah, it's not much. Um, but I think I'm I'm giving up being healthy already. So. Good. So okay. you gonna, might not even get through this one. Did, are you going to spoon some gluten in there? Make it taste a little bit better? <laughs> I just stuffed some bread in there a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Kimmy, what you drinking? Okay. I am drinking an orange IPA again, which is similar to mm-hmm. the Walking Dead good. blood IPA. But mm-hmm. this one's called the Aurora, and it's from the Clown 
Oh, beer? Yeah, 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 yeah. Clown Brewery or whatever. You've heard of that? Yeah. Where is it? I have it's, no it, freaking clue, but it's weird. It, yeah, it's the it's the scary clown, right? Uh, I, I think don't it's, know. It's like Laughing Clown or something, something no, like it's... that. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it has anything to do with those clowns that have been showing up in the news. But no, it's good beer. It's good. It's smooth. It's a seven. Yeah, it looks nice. good. It's nice. That's on a scale oh, so of one be... to ten. Seven mm-hmm. <laughs> percent. <laughs> on a scale to one Jason, to ten, it's probably a seven. Jason, what are you drinking? Yeah, I'm drink a little too. more. I'm drinking a. It's a Trimmer Pills. This is recommended to me by Karen, my podcast oh. co-host. They have a brewery in Berkeley, which is real close to where we are. But I found uh-huh. out when I looked it up for the show that they actually they started in Germany. They're in no wait. Oh. The Austrian Federal State of Salzburg, and then they oh, nice. opened up a brewery in in Berkeley in 2004 after 400 years of incorporation to provide oh beer for the U.S. market. So I never even knew that. I thought it was just a local thing. Well, that's that's cool. It's that's a very cool. Beer. It's good. You know, I like kind of uh, heartier beers sometimes, or beers with mm-hmm. more bite. But every once in a while, I just want a pilsner so I can throw it back. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Well, if you want to get a really light beer, uh, go for the uh, gluten-free one. It's almost drifting out of my hand right now. <laughs> or so you light. Can, you can try here. the uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon, which tends uh, to be pretty damn light. Yeah. yeah. I've had a few of those. Stu, <laughs> Stu, classy as always. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to review Season 7, Episode 3, entitled The Cell. So what did you guys think of it? Did you like it? I I liked it. I liked it. I mean, I thought I thought it was kind of cool to see inside of Negan society a little bit and and uh, and see where Dwight fits in in that situation. And, and I definitely love the way they fleshed out Dwight's character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So so I was I was yeah I was happy with the episode. You know, after getting beaten up in the first episode and then having the funny one, it was kind of good just to have what seemed to me to be a little bit of a regular episode. Mm-hmm. That yeah. first episode did feel like we were personally getting beaten up, huh? Yeah. It. yeah, yeah, it really did. I still can't watch it. I, it still makes me just sick to my stomach just thinking about it. I have it on I kind of just want to forget it. I just no, watch you it don't. all day long. <laughs> it's like your ringtone, the, the wax. Yeah. yeah. Just that one just, part. Yeah, just, just the part where Glenn gets his eyeball like knocked out. <laughs> just, Glenn's big fake eyeball. Yeah. It's like a, he, he made a gif out of that, so it's just kind of like on repeat. Just stare at it. It's election day, so I'd rather watch that. <laughs> that is big fake eyeball. We made a, we actually made a big point of the, the fact that that huge eyeball and how they kept the camera on that forever. Yeah, I, like, I, I honestly, I, I really, this is brutal, especially the second time I watched it. I barreled out laughing when I saw that. eyeball. <laughs> well, it's straight out of the comic. I think that's why they yeah. do that. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yes. I mean, I yeah, thought it looked it's, pretty good. It looked like that guy from, uh, uh, oh, what was Sloth? the show? Yeah, Sloth. From the Goonies? From the Goonies. The Goonies or did you ever yes. see uh, Top Secret with Val Kilmer? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah There's yeah, one yeah, where the guy's holding yeah. a magnifying glass up to his eye the monkey i forgot about that yeah right. exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh nicotero <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well Kimmy, i what did you think i absolutely loved it i thought it was great i really like just because i'm a comic reader 
I really like seeing that storyline being flushed out more and mm-hmm. um, getting to know Dwight and just having that whole storyline just come out onto the screen and it just made me very excited. So yay, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what they do with it. And I was really excited to see the sanctuary. So that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Stuart? I thought it was good. I liked the, um, I think, you know, I think we talked about in the last podcast, I think you were, we kind of had an argument as to whether it was going to be about Dwight or if it was going to be about Daryl. Mm-hmm. And um, I think this one was kind of set up to be kind of showing Daryl in the background, but right. really about Dwight's decisions, you know, mm-hmm. like how he got to be where he is. And they like the entire yeah. time they're sitting there trying to convince Daryl to make the same decision Dwight did, like Sherry right. did or Sherry and uh, and Dwight were both uh, trying to convince him. Mm-hmm. So it was good. And it th- was good development. And I think it character. also kind of um, helped to define where he is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In that, you know, he's not as comfortable as you may think in this in this group. No, I think he's second. He's totally second guessing as to, you know, mm-hmm. what decision he actually made. Uh, when that escapee guy, he has that conversation with him on the road, you yeah. know, and, and uh, the you know, guy points out, like, what do you have now? You know, now Negan's right. in the picture, and we let this guy with um, a bat and a smile into the picture, and now he's taking everything. So mm-hmm. Exactly. It was Jason, good. Jason, what'd you think? I loved it. I, I just had a thought. Uh, I wish I would have thought of this when we recorded, but... It's like uh, I love the whole group dynamic and and it's like a cult vibe to it where Negan convinces everyone Mm -hmm. that they are under his thumb. And so they are just because Mm -hmm. such a strong uh, he has such a strong presence. And it's like there was this psychological experiment I heard of with this is really dark, but with puppies and they um, put them on this floor, but there was a ceiling so they couldn't get out and then they would give them a little electric shock and they couldn't get out because of the ceiling. And then they learned that so that when they took the ceiling away and they gave them the shock again, they still wouldn't leave because it's, it's called learned helplessness. And so I think everybody is, has that, like he, he's put such a strong hold on them that they don't even they're Like you said, they're trying to convince Daryl to be another Dwight. And you see that, all over the place on mm-hmm. small and large scales where people are just like, be one of the group, follow the group, you know? And right. so um, I, it's easier. Yeah, it's right. easier to be part of it. And it yeah. also confirms your own decision. Like you want everyone else to do it. So you feel like you're doing the right thing yeah. too. Right. Right. Well, you know, it also, I think has a little bit of uh, kind of the, uh, uh, what do I want to call like the North Korean aspect to yes, it. Yes, absolutely. Everybody is too scared to talk about it, so no one gets together. They're disgruntled mm-hmm. issues. Right. And then a few run away every once in a while. You're right. Yeah. Right. Well, I think a lot of that is like, from the start, I think that's kind of what they're portraying. You know, he Dwight is making his sandwich, and he's going around, he's taking all these ingredients from people. You know, he's gotten into like a certain cast but you know level of, it's of like this a higher group. echelon mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so you yeah. know when he sees that guy getting beat up and he sees the 39 or he writes the 39 because he knows that that's where that guy lives he lives in the 39 he goes over and goes right. through his locker while his family's watching or whatever and steals the mustard and steals the pickles and those pickles are good huh? yeah but you know it's that's this is what he's earned by giving in to you know negan's demands mm-hmm. what negan tells him to do 
And right. so, and then, but then con- contrasting that, then he gets to make this shit sandwich for Daryl. Yeah. Over and over it's again. Basically, Dwight's on Easy Street, I would say. Right. Exactly. Should we play Easy that song Street, right now? Way. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, please. My head's about to explode. I might, I might reach through this screen and punch you right in the brain, <laughs> 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 By the way, that that song um, when they were playing it on there, did you guys ever you did you ever watch Lost? Yeah, it reminded me of okay. season two, episode one. Exactly, mm-hmm. with in the bunker yep. and so forth, and and hearing that music and so forth, it just reminded me exactly mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. And it was creepy in that same way. Yeah, but and, catchy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Made you want to dance. Don't. Don't do it, Kim. Don't do it, Kim. They made that that band famous and hated at the same time. I know. (laughs) And they were like interviewed and they said, yeah, I don't know how they found us. And they wanted to use our song. And we were like, really? For that show? Okay. And then we ended up thinking it was brilliant. But I was like. Yeah, what else are you going to say? I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> you just killed our band. <laughs> yeah, they used us to torture people. It was a high compliment. So, this is a modern band? I thought it was like somebody yes. from the 60s. No, that's no, be, no. That sounds modern. Oh, my God. No. Yeah. I think that, I, th- I don't even think they've they've even been selling the, the music or anything until now. <laughs> that far with it. Yeah. Until now. Yeah. So now it's going to go out the roof. Yeah, we got it as. Uh, the break music for our podcast now. So we're making like I can t- I can tell you this. For- I can tell you this. I broke before Daryl did. <laughs> <laughs> I had a thought that it would be really fun to just release our podcast that week and have it be an hour and forty five minutes of that song. <laughs> It'd be That's much easier. Great way to lose yeah. all your listeners. I know, all of them. So, then you really get some emails like, what the hell are you doing? Well, you can, yeah, you can release it for like an hour. And you're like, just kidding. Is your podcast broken? <laughs> are you caught in a loop? What I was wondering is, I'm really curious to know uh, Negan's backstory now and how he came into this group and how he got to be this reigning guy who throws Tara everywhere he goes. Yeah. Because my overall feeling the entire time I was watching this show was like, oh shit, what's he going to do now? Yeah. Like every time, like especially when he raised the bat up to Daryl and he Mm -hmm. almost, you know, pretended like he was going to hit him. I was like bracing. I knew he wasn't going to do it, but it's like every time Negan walks into the room now, you have no idea. What if if he had done that though? What if he had just gone and killed Daryl right there? That would have been amazing. (laughs) That I think it would have horrible. been a bit too much for most people. I, yeah, I, would have, I, I think so. I don't know. But that moment I thought was interesting because Daryl did not flinch at all, but I think 12 million mm-hmm. people watching probably did. Yes. Yeah, uh, right, right, exactly. <laughs> I was like, yeah. no! <laughs> I was very nervous. I think that was probably his best moment of the show. Who, Daryl? No, Negan's. Oh. Yeah, Negan's. I, th- yeah, I think that was probably his strongest moment because it was where you kind of saw that very fearful imposing leader again uh whereas i don't know if i felt quite so much through the rest of the show for him that he was that imposing i don't know i mean everybody else was scared of him but it was like again like you know jason was saying it was kind of like this pavlov learned thing where you know it's like why are they so scared of him my my problem i'm having with him is i i'm i'm seeing him as being too much of a two-dimensional figure yeah um he's he's I know they're Cartoon. trying to base the yes exactly they're trying to base the 
the character off of the comics. Um, but when you have a character like that who's pontificating all the time and, and you know, intimidating people all the time, and you have him in the same episode where you're spending a lot of time really developing this other character and really getting into his head and where he's from and so forth, it makes Negan kind of plastic to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Dwight far outshadowed him. Yeah. And I, I'm i of two minds about this. I think right now it's okay to just show Negan. Because we're, we're still just getting to know him and to show him he's this kind of gleeful bastard, uh, sadistic bastard, and who has control over all these people. And so we're just seeing how he goes about that. But I think as time goes on, we'll learn more about what makes him tick and see other sides of him and stuff. I almost think right now it's better to just see the part that that the his victims see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I always drew upon drew from um, like the governor per se. Um, some of his creepiest parts was when he was not around people. Yeah, you know when he was off by himself doing something like the heads in the aquarium and stuff like that. That's I want to see what Negan is when he's not putting on a show. Yeah. We will we'll get to see all that. That's a good yeah. point. I think so. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. He's definitely flamboyant. That's kind of what I was trying to say a couple of weeks ago when one of our writers or one of our listeners wrote in and said that I was spoiling stuff. <laughs> I just want to like, there's more. Oh, really? to, well, there's more to him, and there's more to Dwight, and I think we're now we're starting to we're diving in there and we're figuring out the yeah. little nuances. Got to give it some time. Exactly. Like sure. even oh, yeah. you know Michonne. She was a cartoon for the first eight episodes she was in, I thought. And yeah. Uh, yeah, that's Merle, true. Merle didn't really get any development until it came back mm-hmm. for season three. Right. Yep, that's true. Even the governor was that way for a while, too. So I think we're going to learn a lot more. The thing about the governor is he was two-faced. So you got to mm-hmm. see both sides of him. And I think Negan is more like what you see is what you get. I mean, I'm sure we'll see other sides of him, but he's... he at least the way he comes off, he's like, I'm going to tell you exactly what's on my mind. Yeah. You right. Know? So that's different. Yeah. The governor's definitely was a different character because yeah. I mean, you got to, you got to feel for where the governor was coming from very early on when he, um, he and his henchmen gunned down those soldiers. Yeah. When they first saw them. And then you, then he turns around and he's very charming to everybody. Right. So you got a real insight into him pretty quick that he is one, two people. That's true. Mm-hmm. What do you think about his point system that he has instituted, or like, you know? I don't understand what the point system's all about. He gets points, you get points. And I don't really understand what he's saying. I think it's like in a currency type thing. The points are a currency for getting stuff. Yeah, and and you have to earn them. Well, they they had three options. One was if you're not cooperative of all at all, I think you go out into the zombie zone. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was a little confused about that, but that doesn't seem like a good place I to think, be. I think they make you. I think they actually. Yeah, I think they kill you and put yeah. you on a stake. I think you're actually. Right. All, yeah. yeah, I think you're actually a barrier at that point. You're uh, so, on the yeah, fence. I think so too. Yeah. The other two were kind of similar, but I what I think is one is points. So basically, you do like menial jobs or whatever, go for whatever is needed, and you you know you get rewarded with points that you can trade for things. But mm-hmm. it's kind of. Uh, I don't think you you get very much. Right. It's kind of like right. having a job, and then uh, <laughs> like and then the other one is I think where Dwight is, where you you're doing the hard jobs, like you're yeah. going out and collecting half of people's stuff, or you're 
retrieving deserters or you're, you know, you're an enforcer. You're one of Negan's main guys. And then if you're that, if you choose that option, then you get to have more of whatever you want. Great sandwiches and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Egg sandwiches. Exactly. exactly. That's what I thought. And get to watch who's the boss. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think you said like you work as a dead man. So it, that little area where all the walkers are, that's kind of like mm-hmm. the fear you know, for the, yeah. the for the colonia, the mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. So it exactly. protects the buffer his zone. Little, exactly. Yeah. It was. I was still trying to figure out what the hell they were doing. Well, there, it though. looks like it's like they're you just put getting buckets started. on the heads of them and then the, push them around. Well, I didn't understand the buckets. Was that just to protect the guys yes, that were they, putting them out yeah. there? They wouldn't bite yeah, just them. Just them from getting bit. Yeah. I don't know. It just seemed a little weird. <laughs> it was. It was huh. confusing. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was supposed to be a mystery or if it just wasn't presented well. Because yeah. it wasn't clear. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I don't think it was intended to be a mystery. I just think it was, it was just kind of discombobulated. Yeah. What do you think the uh, letters on the uh, guys' uniforms, uniforms like Daryl? I think they, on? I think they put them in a line and it spells something. Oh. <laughs> Negan? No, I, I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> Go Negan! Go Negan. <laughs> Yay, I want to be the G. G. <laughs> <laughs> But if Go you look team Negan. When he gets to Daryl, give me an A. He's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> He's just Daryl. Yeah, Whoa. exactly. No, Daryl, come on. <laughs> on the pitch back in, of Daryl's there was an I that had been drawn over. So well, I think, Oh really? Yeah. I think that was from whatever that that outfit was originally. Oh. Okay. I think the A was dra- drawn over that one. Maybe. Because it was like a prison outfit or something. I don't know. It was weird. Mm-hmm. But I thought I thought it, I didn't know exactly what it was. But the A reminded me of train car A. I don't know if that was intentional from yeah. Terminus. But also, I just thought it was sort of dehumanizing these guys, mm-hmm. reducing yeah, them I to agree. You, letters. You are now a letter. Yeah. I immediately thought of the Scarlet Letter. Oh yeah. Well, they they had <laughs> uh, evidently they made reference to this A several times. Like you said, the train car was one of them. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. There was there was two at least I'd one. About. Yeah, more. Yeah, they talked about um, it on the Talking Dead cast. Uh, the Talking right, Dead right. cast. They Hello, were... the Talking Dead. <laughs> I think there is a Talking <laughs> Dead cast. There is. <laughs> There's like seventy five <laughs> Walking Dead podcasts. <laughs> There's one of everything. <laughs> and they're pretty good too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. They're not. They're not the top like us. But. <laughs> Number one. Yeah. <laughs> Keep wishing, buddy. Yeah, I'm wishing. <laughs> I'm wishing. So, okay. So, what do you think about the whole idea of the fact that Dwight was once married to Sherry, and now Negan's got Sherry, but he wanted Tina. <laughs> like, what do you think of that whole? The dynamic. Well, I, yeah. You know, the conversation that Negan has when he's. <laughs> When he's rubbing that fact in about oh, oh yeah move. like about yeah. about uh he's always you know, needling we, people yeah well we i think that, but like in front of him in yeah. an explanation to daryl the was, cruelest thing is when he was gonna you know telling him what a great job he was doing with daryl and he said i'm gonna reward you he said would you like a roll in the sack for old time's sake <sighs> yeah, yeah, he was yeah, talking yeah. about he was talking about his wife yeah, and that's and that was just wrong that was just so wrong that was horrible i think negan's like a big alpha gorilla and he's mm-hmm. yeah. just oh, yeah. asserting oh, yeah. his dominance constantly 
Yep. And that's that's yep. what it's oh, about. Oh, and just demeaning yeah. everybody. Well, that's, just demeaning that's, yeah, everybody. that's what I was going to say earlier. I don't think there's downtime for Negan. I think he just, like, he has to keep this going constantly mm-hmm. and to keep the control over all of it. I mean, it's... Well, you can tell he's he's ripping on everybody. I mean, even... He seems to love his even job. Even was it Fat... Is it Fat Larry? He says, why don't you send Fat Larry out there? He needs the exercise. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's it's a time bomb. I mean, look at his, his main guy here, Dwight who is supposedly under his thumb on all this, mm-hmm. but they're cool. <laughs> and yet yeah, Dwight, you, Dwight is getting uh, just little comments from people. And yet he's, you can, he's turning, you know, during this episode, oh, he's turning. Oh, and, he'd love to put, he'd love to put that crossbow to Negan. Yeah. Right. In a moment. Yeah. But everybody's just questioning, you know, okay, you know, what, what do you, you know, what'd you mm-hmm. get out of this deal? Right. Uh, I think the whole time that, Dwight was, or that Negan was talking to Daryl about Dwight. He was like, "Fuck you, man, <laughs> you <laughs> asshole." But that egg sandwich right. was awesome. I know. I mean, at least he gets some perks. But that's that sandwich was good. I'm actually not so clear on whether Dwight, how far Dwight is. You know, if he's just sitting there going, first chance I get, I'm gonna fucking kill you," or if he's more like, "Oh, this is the way it is, but I'm gonna make the most of it," or somewhere in between. I think that. I think he's somewhere in between. Yeah. I really do. I think I think, I think um, the fact I think he he hates Negan without a doubt. Mm-hmm. You think but, so? And and I think he's constantly, you know, just trying to get by doing what he's told to do and so forth like that, but there's a large part of him that would just love to kill Negan. Doesn't mean that he's feels like acting on it all the time, but it's in there. Mm-hmm. And and he he's been broken, you know, and he's been broken. He was broken like Daryl was. So he's still got a lot of that going on there, you know, and you could see him. He kind of goes back and forth from being, you know, just total asshole, like the one who steals all the stuff for the sandwiches to being, you know, the kind of guy looking at Daryl and going, please just turn, just, mm-hmm. just change. Mm-hmm. It's for just your change, own good, right? man. You well, know, I mean, he's already tried to leave once and he came back. Yes. So it's like he, he paid a big price for that. Right, so he he knows how much of an asshole Negan is, but it's like he's got it good right now, and he's got a place to live, and he's got food, and he's got protection. I think though that scene where they're talking on the stairs, he and he and Sherry, Sherry mm-hmm. I think it shows that he's neither one of them are happy. Mm-hmm. Of course, they're not. trying to convince themselves that they are. Right, 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 right. Yeah, they don't. They're not happy with their existence mm-hmm. by any means. No. And I don't I don't think even his station makes him happy. No. I think that's part of the reason why he also likes going outside the gate. Yes, why he takes those assignments, the the shit right. assignments. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the other interesting thing I don't think we really covered here is the um um how much respect he seems to be kind of gaining for Daryl. You know, mm-hmm. as he's like feeding him the sandwiches and stuff, it it seems like you know, he he tells he keeps trying to convince him that he that he needs to just give into it. Right. But at the same time, he seems to be kind of getting some sort of respect for the fact that Daryl just doesn't care. Like he he's mm-hmm. not giving up. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Every time he brought him a sandwich and Daryl would eat it right away, I think that that was that was the beginning of Dwight seeing. Okay, this guy he's pretty strong, strong willed. He saw all this stuff happen to his yeah. friends. Well, I mean, yet he, he's still standing. Well, and he's he's copying what Daryl is. I mean, he's wearing yeah, the vest, he's, vest. he's riding the motorcycle, he's, you know, he's I mean. Mm-hmm. Trying to become Daryl. Right. Yeah, right. it's like he's trying to become him. But um, 
And I, I think that's kind of so what... So he's like every fangirl out there? Exactly. <laughs> well, he's like you, Scott. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're you're so hot you're gonna mess. kill yourself on the hog. Ah, <laughs> yes. But no, hey, how did he break his wheel? That's I what I was, was asking. I was asking the same thing because he threw his bike when the zombie fell off the bridge. But that—that's yeah, what but... screwed up the rim on his wheel. He threw it pretty hard. He didn't throw what? it at the zombie. No, but he threw it on the ground. <laughs> I think he just dropped it, but I mean that's not going to break your wheel like that. I don't know. That was that. I, one the only thing I figured is maybe a zombie landed on it, but then I would expect me to see a lot of blood and guts all over the him, thing. Yeah, too. him injured by. We were talking about the scene where all the, all the zombies are laying underneath the overpass, mm-hmm. and they're right. falling off the overpass, which was a very cool scene, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so he yep. he lays the bike down because uh, well he didn't he stood it up at first, and then like that one came falling over the top. Uh, and then he gets ambushed by all these zombies, which it was like crazy that he even got out of that shit. Which, but go ahead. Yeah, but then he when he finally walks away from it, he's his bike's all screwed up. So I don't know how it got all screwed up. My little thing with that scene was how do you not know where the zombies are coming from? There's blood splatter <laughs> all over in the, like a flower shape. <laughs> how well, else is that going to happen? Know, I thought it was an explosion. No, yeah, I thought it. I, or or someone or some truck had come through there and just yeah. nailed a whole bunch of the them. accident. But wasn't the and car upside down? Yeah, but that's what I mean. I mean, it's like a truck drove through Harsh a whole bunch flip, of them. Yeah. The big old zombie bomb. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, he looks up and sees it coming over the yeah. edge. I love <laughs> no, that. that. that was well, then, yeah, but then that one attacks him, and then you hear the splatter. <laughs> it's almost like a gunshot went off, but I guess it was another one that fell. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, they were was, still coming down. Yeah, that's cool. It's raining Zeds. <laughs> that's right. It's that. <laughs> but, you know, it reminded me of the uh, from Fear when they were having the zombies drop off the pier. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're doing Which a lot of similar cool things scene. now, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Well, it's a, it's a, it was a good idea. It was uh, definitely interesting. I like this one better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's more danger. It's more impactful, but a bunch. <laughs> it's cool, too. Like, <laughs> on that one, you just saw them jumping off the pier, but on this one, it was from Dwight's perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. Coming down on you. Exactly. Yeah. That's why it's cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that one, that one walker that, that tried to get him, the black guy. Mm-hmm. He looked so familiar, and I was trying to think if he was like a tribute zombie or something, mm. but I don't think oh. he is. But he looked—he mm. looked pretty awesome. Well, okay then. <laughs> well, all right then. All righty then. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. Right after, right after the overpass, he he uh, finally finds the guy that is the code orange. That was the escape. And I, had, I didn't realize it either that that guy was actually in the beginning of the show too. Yeah, was he? he was in the cafeteria yes. scene. No, wait, yeah, not cafeteria. looking all depressed. Was it? The yeah, cafeteria? he got. Yeah. he was one of the guys that <clears throat> had, had kneeled down when Negan came walking through. Mm. Yeah, next yeah. to Dwight in the beginning. Didn't get any pickles. No, okay. <laughs> there was no pickles to be had. So yeah, so he was, uh, and I guess his wife had died, and, and yeah. it sounds like Negan killed her or caused her to get killed or something i think like that little interaction between the two of them was probably one of the best scenes of the show i think Mm -hmm. just yeah i thought it was yeah because it was like i mean as far as adding to dwight's character which i gotta say at the very start like was dwight really anything to us other than um an evil henchman yeah before this not too much i mean i was curious about him but this really uh fleshed him out big time yeah 
He was just the horrible he, person who helped get Denise killed to me. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. He did kill Denise. That's that right. kind of made him pretty bad. And yeah. and right. Eugene bit him in the crotch. Exactly. Uh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, and of course Negan had to bring that one up again. Yeah. <laughs> he probably brings it up every day. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that again. Okay, fine, fine, fine. But the the scene between those two talking and it was I just thought it was, you know, it was um eye-opening for Dwight you know like what you know here here, yeah and it was also a kind of eye-opening into the storyline like you were saying about who um you know who Negan actually is Mm -hmm. so did they have a community before this before Negan showed up and they're like yeah we let this guy in and now he's taking over everything Mm -hmm. so you know Mm -hmm. um you know what have you gained out of it I guess is what Ed was saying before but um I know. I mean, I, it's impossible to know everybody's backstory, but I would like to know what what they were like before Negan came into the picture. But when his line about "This is the last time I'll kneel" was good mm-hmm. when he finally mm-hmm. got on his knees and he was like, "Yeah, just shoot me." Yeah. Let me ask you this: Do you do you think Dwight will end up getting some kind of redemption as far as for who? Because I, you know, in that scene with the guy, I mean, he finally relents and realizes. Uh, the guy doesn't want to go back. I'm just going to kill him. So he shoots him. Is that what that was? I didn't get it. So it was like a See, mercy killing, huh? That's what it I was, was thinking too. Killing. I was going to ask you guys yeah. that. Oh, damn it. So, so yeah, that kind that of sense. shows you yeah. that he's got a little, he's got, he's still got some of the old, real early Dwight in him. I don't think Dwight was a bad guy before any of this happened. I don't, no, think I don't so either. either. He could have shot him in the brain though. Yeah. yeah. He could have, but then Negan would have known that he shot him in the brain. Right, because yeah. he was supposed to bring him back. Got it. So he shoots they need, him. They need zombies for their right. Well, not but only how that, does he it, get him back. Right, that's what I'm wondering. How do you also... get him back? Stick him on the back of the bike. The bike's like, broken. Settle down he didn't back have there. The bike. <laughs> oh, that's right. He must have given it, put it, you know, given him a piggyback ride. But they had to show, you <laughs> yeah, know, they had buddy. part of it was that they had to show that you can never leave one way or the other, right? Dead or alive, yeah. mm-hmm. you're not leaving Negan's compound. You always work for Negan. But but I guess my point though is that um, I I see Dwight redeeming himself at some point later on. I think there's enough cracks in his um, in his evil henchman thing to where you can actually see there's there's actually probably at least used to be a decent guy there. Yeah, and you know. Maybe it'll Kim's come out trying not end. to spoil spoil it. Uh, she reads the comments. She, she's, <laughs> yeah. Kim, 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 Kim. I'm not Bite saying anything. I'm just <laughs> no, you're not. Well, I mean that's where it's leading to. I mean, I have no idea what Kim might or might not know, but no, I know nothing. No. But that's where I was and saying see, that I, he's he's gained some respect want... for Daryl is because he's right. He's got that connection. I, I, he wants I'll to be, be thrilled. Daryl. I want to see a real redemption story. I want to see a redemption story in the show. Yeah. Again, you yeah. know, I, instead of just seeing ugly, horrible people doing things all the time, let's see a guy come back. No, I think what they're going to do is they're going to build him up as he's going to be this savior <laughs> for uh, Daryl. And then um, uh, Negan's going to whack him in the head with a baseball bat. Oh, boy. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Just when you think he's going to get away. Just build the audience hopes up a little bit and then... <laughs> I mean, Merle, you know, he's a, he's a redemption story. So the show does yep. does that. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's true. Right, exactly. Exactly. There's been a couple of them that they've done yeah. like that. Um, but I really do think that uh, 
Um, well, actually, who was who was uh, who was the governor's? Uh, oh, the man, the little the scientist guy. Yeah, yeah. He, oh, yeah. he Milton. came back to Milton. 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 He yeah, came yeah, back yeah. with for some redemption. Yeah, he did. Yeah. In the end, he was great. Yeah, he, he was, was awesome. Great. I agree. He's a great actor. That was a good character. I actually miss him. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to be at a Walker stock. I still write him. He, he was in Atlanta. <laughs> he was. I think no, so. No way. I didn't actually see him, but he was supposed to have been there. Yeah. Huh. He, I didn't like, see him. Got announced at the last minute. Huh. I did not see him anywhere. I, I didn't see him, so maybe he didn't show up, but I think he was there. He probably canceled. <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> hey, I did, I did think it was interesting that, um, that uh, Negan evidently draws the line at rape. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. He's a good man that way. <laughs> Although, you know... So a couple of our listeners pointed out that if you coer- coerce women into sex mm-hmm. with your, True. you know, the True. way he's doing it, it's still rape. Yeah. He's just like, supposedly against violent rape. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I yes, think in least. his mind, it's not necessarily right. Rape. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I did think that that was interesting that that's where he draws the line. He'll smash someone's skull in, but he's not going to rape a lady. See, another element of, like, why? Why is that? Did something happen in his past? Like, I'm, I'm picturing, like, his mom was uh, an abuse victim. And so that's... I think... Well, that's what makes him interesting. I know. He's got I these think little part weird things to him. Well, I think it, par- it partially to, also to that is I think it makes him unpredictable. Mm-hmm. You know, you expect him to go certain ways on everything, and all of a sudden he switches it around on you. Yeah. You know... You expect, oh, this guy's open for anything, and then all of a sudden you want to rape somebody, and he's like, oh, no, no, Lucille's coming. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Which, that, that hints that he's not just a black and white evil guy, that he's got some complexity to him, so. Exactly. That's yep. cool. Yep. He's, exactly. he's figured it out. He's an But awesome it's got to be, it's got to be a so precarious of a position to be in. As far as being, being under him? Yeah, well, just him ruling all yeah. these people. I mean, I mean, he 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 loves his job though, so that's he's driven. Mm-hmm. I think it, it's mm-hmm. um, you know just you put him in any group of people and he's gonna dominate before too long mm-hmm. or die trying. Mm-hmm. So right. I think right. you're right that it's we were saying at the top of the show it's it's a lot of hard work to keep it going, but he seems to love it. Yeah, and, and you're right. He's got one of those personalities that will become center of the yeah. crowd. At some point, even uh, I did his panel. Did you guys see that in yeah, Atlanta? Yeah, center. He was like backstage. Um, Jeffrey D. Morgan. I was like, "Hey, man, I'm doing your panel. How's it going?" He goes, I- "I'm good." I got. Are you ready for this? He goes, "I own every any stage I go on." He, I think he was trying to get into character, you know. <laughs> but I actually think he was a little nervous that people were going to hate him because he's been getting death threats and stuff. So he's trying to like psych sure. himself up for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I was actually quite nervous being in the crowd side of it because people kept wanting to rush the stage. Really? Um, people were trying to like sneak in and trying to get as close to the stage as possible. Wow. And I was the one that was in between the crowd and the stage when Negan, when Negan, <laughs> when Jeffrey Dean Morgan was leaving the stage. And so I was like, don't rush uh, the stage because you're going to kill me. <laughs> and they were all pretty good about it, but I was really when nervous. You sent us, when you sent us that text that they were that they brought in bomb-sniffing bomb dogs, I was just oh, like, yeah. oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Did you see that, Jason? That was pretty I nerve-wracking. I think I showed you that Crazy. that morning. 
They should uh, yeah. put a little buffer zone in front of the stage with all these zombies so that nobody can rush the stage. Mm. <laughs> exactly. Make a make a pit. Yeah. Make a pit in there, a pit of zombies. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Except they might be a little noisy, so you have That's to talk right. over them. Muzzle them. <laughs> did you ask him when you were on the panel like how he felt about the violence like did it sicken him to have to do some of the things he was doing especially to glenn i thought you were there i don't remember this answer <laughs> did you ask him she that? was she was uh, fighting fans i don't remember I it either um he said it was well, he said it was really hard to it, to do it you know he's yeah he said because he had to hit all of them and he said after a right. while he just didn't want to do it anymore and yeah, so I think it really took a toll on him. Yeah, because they filmed it over like ten days yeah. instead of just one day. That would be rough. Because we were we were we sat in on the panel with uh, jo- Josh Morquand. Yeah, Morquand. Uh, Ross. Ross Marquand. Yeah. Ross Marquand. Yeah. Ross. Excuse me, Ross. Um, and he was talking about that scene where they had to portray everybody getting their heads smashed in, mm-hmm. and and he said none of them really knew why they were doing it, and they were all kind of getting really uncomfortable about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, so I guess it was like an assembly line. Yeah, right. Well, I, I did read an article that um, um, Cudlitz said that everybody knew who was actually going to be dying last year at the uh-huh. finale. And that was just a big lie to throw everybody off. But then so. what one thing, see, I don't, I've heard so many different accounts of this because on stage, Jeffrey D. Morgan said that Cudlitz didn't know or... He said, uh, did you know it was me? He, so Cudlitz asked Jeffrey D. Morgan, did you know it was me? Because you were giving me this look. And Jeffrey <laughs> D. Morgan said, I was giving everybody a look. So <laughs> he said he didn't know. Well, but, but here's the thing, though, is Cudlitz had to have made some extra scenes. I don't think they made No, I mean, Cudlitz might have known, but I think maybe Jeffrey D. Morgan was saying he didn't know. Yeah. But it just seems like to me, though, that the one character did more scenes right. of getting hit than anybody else would be. So it kind of stand out a little yeah. bit unless they did angle shots on everybody. I, I don't think they did. I think they did multiple shots on everybody because there was even a rumor for a while there that Maggie was going to be the one that died. There and, was a rumor that everybody well, was going to be but the one to die. They le- I think there was some leaked footage or something of that whole of her getting hit. After the Possibly. episode came out, there was yeah, right. Although you got to when they're filming this stuff too, and how they're they're cutting it all together. Sometimes I mean, you're Scott. To your point, yes, they would probably have to do more footage of certain people that were being killed. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe they did some just to fake even the cast members out in a way. Probably. But when they're cutting that, or when they're actually shooting the scenes, they're probably it's all cut together totally different shots too so i mean sometimes it's probably hard to understand what they're going to put on the final release yeah oh i no doubt no doubt i just felt like that they'd have to put some special effort into the guy that actually got hit because there was more Mm -hmm. to him because you know even when he made his hand signal and stuff like that you know scott i think they had everybody i think you're wrong but that's okay Excellent, Stuart. Excellent. I mean, they obviously did extra stuff with Glenn because he had the pokey eye. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, oh, yes. his eye was right. I meant to ask Nicotero, okay, can you tell us once and for all what who knew what when? And yes. it just didn't okay. come up. So I'm, I'm going to, next time I get a chance, like on a panel or something, I'm going to ask him that. Please do. See what he says. I think yeah, that was definitely. one of the questions I sent you, actually. I think you should have him on your podcast. 
again. Yeah. 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 It's about time, huh? That's a good idea. Yeah. But it is. Karen will mm-hmm. be like, why did you create this horrible character? <laughs> well, you just have to mute her mic and then you'll be all right <laughs> nice nice oh, stop sad. asking that karen please okay so speaking of all of this who was it dwight gives ne- uh, dwight gives daryl the picture of glenn the polaroid picture oh yeah mm-hmm which totally devastates him and then changes that music over to Roy Orbison, which yeah, crying that made me cry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do yeah. you think that was his breaking point or do you think like he was trying to hold it together this whole time and the picture of Glenn is what did it for him or like, what do you think about that? Oh, whole it was thing? A definitely a breaking point. It was definitely a breaking point. It was a crack. It didn't break him completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I loved that because I always think Daryl's a bit too cool for school. And I was really happy yeah. that he uh-huh. didn't break, that he said Daryl at the end. I was like, yeah, don't give thing the satisfaction. Mm-hmm. But we needed that scene where you did see him break down a little bit. So, it would, you know, I'm, for one thing, it was really touching, mm-hmm. I thought. But uh, I liked that um, they, he'd been hearing that same song over and over and over again. And then just the act of playing another song would shift your emotions a little bit. Plus, right after seeing that picture of glenn and plus the song is called crying so it's like Mm -hmm. a bit of a suggestion there (laughs) i think uh, dwight was doing a really good job there you know it but it's one thing that's curious too about it is yes dwight did a great job and he finally pushed daryl over the limits but dwight didn't look happy about it yeah you know i mean when they showed him when he was leaning there kind of listening to see if daryl was crying whatever he it was almost like he almost wanted to shake his head and just and like damn see yeah. i thought uh, the opposite but he was waiting he was waiting for some sort of reaction at the same point i thought well, that he, he did all, he did all of that on purpose just to make him break and and yeah, I, I that's what i think this is another sympathy thing like he thinks that or he maybe thought that by doing this it would be like a healing process for daryl mm. like it's time for him to, to accept get this reality out and to, exactly and i that was another just that's good. Like sympathetic, yeah. Part of Dwight to me. Not that he not, he felt like it was a necessary evil, yeah. Or a necessary thing that he had to do. Because yeah. yeah, when he did put that the picture up there, I thought, ah oh, man, what that a jackass. Rough. But no, that's I, I think that's a good way to look at it. You know, maybe he was it was uh, okay. All right, accept it. This is the way it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was a very powerful scene. I thought I, for me, I still take from it that it was. Um, uh, it was more him not wanting to see someone he was actually respecting break down in some respects. Cause he knew what he was doing was going to break him down. Yeah. That was going to push him. And he was sad to see that it actually happened. But I think that keys in with what Kim's saying. I mean, you know, it's not that he, you know, it's, it's necessary that it has to happen, but it's not that he wanted that sort of react to, to get that reaction. He knew that's right. the reaction that needed to happen, but it wasn't that he wanted to, to do that to Daryl. It's a little hard to tell right. too, because both Dwight and Daryl, even though I thought they both had great performances, a lot of it was very still. And so even yes. though you can see there's a lot of motion going on there, you can read into it different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You can read into a lot of what of Daryl's. Cause I don't, he said like two mm-hmm. words yeah. the entire time. I was going to say, I, I, I was going to say, I, think, <laughs> I, I do think Norman Reedus needs more lines. I really do. I mean, I know they want to do the silent, dark Rudy. type but the guy's a great actor yeah and i'd like to see him i'd like to see him speak a little bit more 
But that's the the mark of a great actor to be able to act without speaking. You know, I, to I, use just your facial expressions. Hold up, well, there, buddy. I, I get that. <laughs> I get that. But yeah. <laughs> no, to use. Your <laughs> we have a surprise guest on the podcast. It's Norman Reedus. Hey, Norman. <laughs> What's the matter? And then I would die. Norman, can you Who's answer sad? any questions? Just for yeah, us? sit sit down over He's there. He's shaking right. his head. No. Thanks. I must say <laughs> that scene where he is sitting. He against, gave me the no sign. Where he's sitting against the wall and he's looking through his hair that's over his eyes. I was like, mm, that's that's a nice Daryl scene right there. What about the butt naked Daryl? That was even better. Yeah. <laughs> I thought of that. Awesome. I thought of you when the, when I saw him like that, and I said, "But God, he's so grungy." Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I that's will lick him clean. Oh, uh, okay. Now that's. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, that was fantastic. <laughs> Good night, everybody. I'm out of here. Just that little curve. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> oh, my. No, I saw an article. It was a, a review, and I think... Um, I don't even know if I'll keep this in here, but... No, someone said, how did like the most interesting character become the most boring character on the show? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The how one with the least... Least amount of lines. How is he boring? But I, in this episode, I thought I thought this was one of the best Daryl episodes. Oh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. But I agree. Oh, totally. I didn't even, say I agree. He, I'm just no, saying. Norman Reedus even, did a fantastic. Uh, guy. I thought Glenn was getting really kind of boring. Like I, I liked him at first when he was this awkward teenager, and when he became a hero, mm-hmm. right. it was right. less interesting. Um, I, I mean, I didn't want to see him go, but I could see that about Daryl too. But I, I really liked him in this episode. Mm-hmm. I thought he was no, good. No, I thought th- I thought he was fantastic. And I think he's really going to get better. Yeah. Yeah, this will be a great season for him. But one thing that was interesting on his panel in Atlanta was when they asked him and Andrew Lincoln what seasons they liked to film the most. He said, "Not this one." Yeah. Really? <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I think they really? both said that. Interesting. They both rough. said it was going to be super intense. Really? Yeah. Huh. So hold on tight. <laughs> Cuz he was not in the woods like hunting squirrels. Yeah, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. Every time um, Negan walks Getting in the room, belts. it's like, like what's gonna With happen? Negan? It's like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's like your bad, horrible, demeaning boss that comes into the room, and you're like, God damn it, what does she want now? Oh, he's got Lucille again. Yeah. Jesus, you know, again. Yeah, you I'm might bash here. your head in because you didn't count the chickens right or something. Exactly. All right. That's all I'm saying. So. <laughs> oh, Sherry. Sherry. What'd y'all think of Sherry? I like Sherry. That's I it. Think, so um, you got... I think she, well, I, th- I think she's part of what what fleshes out Dwight. Yeah. Um, is Sherry's part? But I thought uh, the actress I thought did a really good job. It surprised me how fast she recognized Daryl. Me too. I was kind of shocked about. And Dwight that. was like, "Yeah, don't talk to him." Yeah. Why do you think she's trying to help Daryl? She because she him. feels bad about. She loves well, she feels him. bad about what happened in the woods that time. Yeah, you think she felt bad about that? Yeah. Well, because they took him hostage in order to like what get shit off him because they were trying to escape the saviors at that point, right? Is that mm-hmm. what it was? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. so yep. they were they <clears throat> took him because he might have had shit or. Well, that was a means of their escape. They were on the run. Yeah, I'm trying trying to remember uh, what happened to. The sister, Tina, I think. That's when the, the shed, the greenhouse fell on her. 
Oh, oh because there was a and right, right. The yep. walker was under the glass or something. I don't mm-hmm. remember. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. The glass had melted on the walker. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. that was a from that the actually, fire. That was a cool. Yes. That was wicked. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty way cool way to go. Mm-hmm. I, guess. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was a good scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good times. Good times. Yeah, Sherry to me, she's um she's gonna be interesting. Right now I'm kinda like, eh, what are you doing? I don't quite get it yet with her. Mm-hmm. But I'm interested to see where she's gonna go with it. Like what what are her, what are her intentions, basically is what I'm trying to say. Why is she doing all this for Daryl? To me it seemed yeah, that she was just trying to, you know, help. Right. I th- I yeah, I think it was probably just as simple as that. Yeah. I'll tell you this though, it kind of you know, everything seems to be centered around Daryl. Why Why does, you know, we, we were talking about it last week on the show that why was all of a sudden um, Morgan and Carol, like, with the king all of a sudden and, and being the center of their concerns and so forth when they were just two stragglers that came in, right? Mm-hmm. I, what is Negan's fascination with Daryl? I mean, Daryl is just a backwards redneck as far as he knows. Yeah, but he's strong. Yeah, he's strong. He's very strong. So what? I'm sure he's seen strong people. It seems like he wants to hand the reins to him. He said to Dwight, uh, which I think was a jab, he said something like, yeah, some people break sooner than others or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like right. you, for example. But um, I think I think it's exactly that, that he's just impressed with, you know, Daryl didn't flinch. He's probably never even seen that before. Right. And he's impressed with how strong Daryl is. Exactly. Yeah. So, so if he can is, get Daryl working for him. Yeah. Right. And he's also maybe he's a challenge or something. I mean, he didn't. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was just going to say. Like is this game. like a hobby for him? Right. His, his he, new he, hobby. He didn't thing. seem perturbed by it at all, which seems like hmm. for a guy whose whole mode, you know, MO oh, is about, yeah, is about uh, dominating, then when someone mm-hmm. doesn't fall into that, you would think he might get bent out of shape. But instead, he almost seemed tickled by it, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah, well, that's, you know, D was pissed off about that, too, because he said that to Daryl. He says, I, I, you know, I don't know what the deal is, but he's got it taken a shine to you for some reason. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, the other part of that is think of how how much of a dig that would be on Rick. Oh, yeah, to that's see true. His right hand man, you know, mm-hmm. now supporting Negan, the guy who just bashed in his friend's heads. I mean, God, that would be horrible. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. point. So, that's a good point. That would be very devastating for for the uh, the folks Alexandrians, uh, exactly. Alexandrians to see. So Negan just wants to conquer, conquer all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't you know? But again, okay. So let's say that that's his intention. All why doesn't Glenn just fake it? You mean Glenn? Dar- you know, Glenn can't or fake Daryl. Much. Excuse me. I was thinking that that uh, it might be with Negan you know he's converting people all the time and breaking people and he might be able to sniff out a fake and that um, he might like make you do something really horrible to prove that mm-hmm. you're sure. being truthful but you're right I mean right. I mean Daryl's too proud for that Daryl's too proud yeah Oh, I agree, but I mean, geez, why not just fake just it and give then make, it a shot, find yeah. a way to ex- try to escape somehow? Yeah. Fake it till you make it. You know, speaking of escape, fake it till you make it. Do you think that um, that guy left Daryl's door unlocked on purpose? It seemed yes. kind of like he did because they were all there with the bike. That bikes. was a setup test. That was a setup. Test. Okay, I was wondering. I think so. I think I think that's why they all swarmed on him so fast. Yeah. 
Was that Fat yeah. Larry? I think so. Fat Probably. <laughs> it's Fat somebody. Fat Larry. He says he's Negan. Just because he's overweight, you got to make him lazy and he doesn't lock the door. <laughs> no, I mean, come on. <laughs> Why can't we all just be nice to each other? Hey, if you're overweight in the zombie apocalypse, you must be doing something right. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. That's right. He's a hell of a lot of egg sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he did, ate a lot of uh, Walker-fed Walker fed pork. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, God. Walker pigs. That's gross. <laughs> Porkers. No. Porkers. That was good snorting. Timing. Sorry. <laughs> Speaking of timing, are you ready for a break? <laughs> I think so. Uh, um, okay, Scott, you can do break. <laughs> Scott was going to say something. I interrupted him. Uh, no, no, no. That's okay. That's okay. I think it's time for a break. Okay. We're going to go take a break. We'll be back in a moment. We're on All right, everybody, we're back. Um, let's see, Kim. Kim, where do you want us to go now, hon? Let's do our hit or miss. Oh, oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good reaction, Stuart. Yeah, look at the agenda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, serenity now. We all love each other, family. <laughs> you wanna, you wanna let uh, Jason start? Yeah, sure, Jason. What do you have as a hit? Well, I kind of already talked about it, but I liked that Daryl stayed strong, though I did like that we saw him crack a little bit. It was a really touching moment, and uh, it uh, it made you wonder if he was actually going to break, But that so that made it more powerful when he actually didn't at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shows he's still human. Yeah. Yep. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. My hit was, uh, my hit was Dwight all the way through. I thought the development of Dwight's character throughout that episode was fantastic. Uh, I really am very interested in what he's going to do. I think he's he's a character that um, I got invested in. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be really interesting. I do too. I'm excited to see where he goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is, I've already talk, touched on this as well, but the whole sanctuary storyline and just seeing that all play out on TV coming from the comics and actually seeing the community itself and seeing the dynamics between Negan and his men and the fact that they are actually bowing before him and just how everything's playing out. So I'm, I'm really excited to see more of... You feel like it's true to form yes. to what they were doing in the comics I'm, and so forth? Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like all that stuff too. What about, what about you, <laughs> Stu? Um, I, I talked about my hit or a little bit earlier. I couldn't, I couldn't mm-hmm. help myself. It was, it was the discussion between uh, Dwight and the escapee. Uh, right. Yeah. Right. Which I thought was, yep. you know, a, mm-hmm. a big turning point for Dwight. That's right. Cool. Jason, what is your miss? Well, I was confused by that scene because I didn't understand why Dwight shot him. But then you guys said maybe it was a mercy killing. So 
that that makes it less of a miss for me and <laughs> to be honest i don't really have i mean it was i thought it was a good solid episode there was nothing about it that i thought was a misfire i guess if i had to say something else it would be that the whole zombie area wasn't totally clear what the hell was going on there so it just seemed kind of goofy yeah <laughs> that's true that's true it, it's hard yeah. to find any misses for this season so far yeah i the only miss i had was the one that i've actually hit on already and that was that i i see uh negan as being very two-dimensional but you guys have all kind of made me feel that we'll get more depth to his character but it just really stood out for me because it because they did such a great job of developing dwight negan in comparison to that seemed to be very very under underdeveloped mm-hmm. but but that was about the only thing i could say as far as a miss my miss is more of just a storyline thing and that is the song i can't get out of my damn head <laughs> oh, it's God, been in my head since awful. sunday why would they do that to us but that's in a wrong. way that makes it a hit. Yeah. And actually, it totally it's, on my, with you. it's on my honorable mention as a hit, too. Because <laughs> okay. it worked. It was catchy. Easy street. I was dancing. <laughs> and everybody's oh, talking God. about it on no, Facebook. You know, but what was great about that, when, like, towards the end, when they kept playing it over, like, you could see Daryl, like, jump when it started again. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he was reacting yeah. to it. And I right. totally would react to it. Like when they, they started the drums up again. Uh, yes. Yeah. It was Because yeah. that drum awful. Uh, is so, so harsh, it made him flinch every time. Boom, pop. Mm. Yeah. Not again. I know. I know. Exactly. Oh, oh, it made me flinch. I, every time they came on, I went, oh, I don't want to relive this part. <laughs> I know. Let's move to the next scene. Next scene. And that song was texted to me twice today by two different people. Yeah, well, so, we got it from Ross, our buddy Ross. They did something, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's the Ross new Rick roll. And Evan Brookman, <laughs> he texted it to me, too. Oh, yeah, Evan. I think he sent it to you, too, Evan. Jason. Most likely. Probably. He said he did. Most likely. <laughs> okay, my miss. Okay, this might be, like, totally nitpicky. I probably shouldn't even say it. <laughs> say it. Um, oh. my, my, my thing is um, Negan. You don't like him? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's, like, his portrayal of him, he's good. But there's something about him, like, his cadence. Like how he bobs and weaves. Yeah, like how he talks. And like how how he um, says lines. Yeah. It's like, da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And, like, he keeps, like, thrusting his hips. Like, every time. Like, he's, like, standing back. He's like... Yeah. I wish y'all could see that. There was something... Yeah, you could see... Wait, we're on Skype, but well, everybody... the listeners can't. no, they can't. Okay, well, I'll, I'll maybe just do, a like, little, little bit too much over the top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I think there's a little bit too much, too much clowning. To uh-huh. tell you the truth, it, it, well, it's, think, it's very. You know, I want him to be, you know, I want him to be sickly clowning with people, but maybe not so much. Maybe not so much. I it, it kind of gets to be well, like I was saying, cartoonish. Yeah, and the reason I was hesitant in even saying it is because I don't want it to get into people's heads and look for it because it got into my head oh, and I kept watching it. Yeah, and I well, kept I kept looking for that's it. That's kind of too so. late for that now, Stu. So, cats out of the bag, all so. that kind of good stuff. No, no. Anyways, it's all good. No, I totally agree with you. <laughs> that actually kind of bothers me too, but I think it kind of works for him. It just makes him well, so over the top. Okay, well, from knowing, understanding the comic books, though, I mean, does it fit with his character? I guess is, that would be my question. I mean, it's not something he does in the comics. But Which part? 
the just a just yeah. bobbing and I mean, when he talks. I think he's you can't really portray that in a comic. Yeah, but I think but. he's very uh, over the top in the comics for sure. So yes. I think yeah. it fits. Okay. Some of the drawings I've seen from the comic seems to be a lot of that uh, false perspective of him kind of back. You know, yeah, looking down yeah. at people yeah. and stuff like that. So I think that's kind of what he's trying to portray. Big smirk on his face. Yeah. Yep. Well, and that's the yep. thing that I think um, in the comics he's portrayed as this extremely imposing, like almost huge character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's Whereas, always Yeah, and I don't know how how you can really portray that on film. Right. As much. I mean, you know, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is pretty much the same height as Daryl, maybe a little bit taller. Mm-hmm. Most of the guys that he his guys are are around his height, but in the comic, and again, this is I don't read the comic, but I've seen you know just like you know slides from from what you've read, and he's huge. Negan's like this huge character, you know, he's a very imposing character. Well, so, they mm-hmm. they draw him so he's always in the foreground of the page, yeah, right? Of well, the panel, and, yeah, and he's the yeah, it's always high contrast where right. he's like a forefront. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So right, that I don't know sense. how you do that. And I think I think Jeffrey D. Morgan's doing a good job of trying to do that, you know, the best he can do with it. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna go with what you guys say, and then expect that he'll be fleshed out a little bit better as we go along. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I think Jason's point on that uh, too was was good. Was that you know, I mean, we're we're kind of getting a glimpse, but really, you know, this one was about Dwight. You know, uh, um, Negan's kind of in the background a little bit. So, I mean, I hope so. I. I think there's time for it, you know? Yeah. So hopefully they will. Yeah, I think they will. I think we'll be dealing with that that storyline for quite a while. For sure. Oh, really? Damn it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Stu. (laughs) So, Kim, do we have any listener feedback? We do. Oh, yeah. uh, James Sweeney. Uh, said great episode uh, building building with a slow burn. My questions would be: Is Sherry to be trusted? Mm. Hmm. That's an interesting That's... question. I didn't think about that. I she seemed she seems sincere. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. think she's all right. I think yeah. so. I think so. Totally. Angela at Wizzy Mop sixty eight said, "I thought it was great. Tense and Daryl did not let us down. He knows who he is. Taking no crap. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. He he stuck <laughs> with it." Oh, he had crap on him, but he didn't take any crap. <laughs> That's true. Okay, uh, Chris Shaka on uh, Twitter, who's following us, said, uh, "Cannot get Easy Street out of my head." <laughs> Best use of contradiction ever. Also, does no one care what they touch anymore? <laughs> like who? Sandwiches? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Daryl's in a world of shit, anyways, <laughs> and shit sandwiches mm-hmm. and so forth. But yeah, mm-hmm. the, uh, the the use of contradiction is very well put because uh, the lines in that that song, yes. drinking champagne, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Daryl, Daryl, that's not too hard for Daryl. He he'll eat anything. He eats possum. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he he eats worms, worms. So, but yeah. towards the end, there, I mean, it, yeah, uh, that's right. yep. Dwight was kind of throwing the sandwiches on the floor because I think Daryl was done. Well, he was sped up with Daryl, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think Daryl was a little fed up with him, too. He threw the sandwich at him. I know. <laughs> That's right. All right. From Anne Frank on Crank, 
I thought it was extremely dark and effective at character building Negan and Dwight. This new love Pentagon, question mark, is so fucked up in a fascinating way. Seeing two villains, one powerful, the other an emasculated lackey, develop crushes on Daryl is an intriguing approach. You know Daryl is probably not going to get a conventional romance plot line. Right now, Sherry is playing a pretty good ruin of man role, but she's already served her narrative purpose, explaining how she and Dee ended up back with the saviors. I predict she'll be around for one more narrative role, probably to move Daryl to whatever happens after the cell. Then mm-hmm. she either bites it or dot, dot, dot. If she could grow her tight, but the show... Wait, if she could grow her tight, but the show's style is to kill these third tier characters off. Negan's strategy is interesting. He keeps a lot of people who fucking hate him within range of his vitals. Mm -hmm. I wonder what he actually thinks Daryl could do for him. He owns D, he thinks at least, but the very power he sees in Daryl is exactly what he should be taking care of. By the way, thoughts on the pomegranate symbolism? Persephone? From last episode? (laughs) Yeah, I I agree with a lot of that. That was pretty deep, Anne Frank on Crank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot to mm-hmm. actually deal with, almost. <laughs> um, I don't think Sherry is long for this storyline with the way they're portraying mm-hmm. her now. Yeah, but maybe not. <clears throat> but um, you know, they could give us a twist. But she and it's a it's it's also a good point about that that uh, Negan is keeping these people pretty close to him. Um that probably could end him if they wanted to. Yeah. If they could ever get together. Well, they definitely could end him if they would just talk. Mm-hmm. And rise up. That. But Negan is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got them all brainwashed. Yeah, right. That's the whole thing. I mean, he's he's got them under, the, under his thumb. Mm-hmm. They're all like under an extent, extension of him. Right. Exactly. Aligned. Sanctuaries, Kim. What? Kim Hillsong. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> me? I didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you have us under your thumb. Now, Neil's be very popular. I am your Negan. You'd be very popular in Korea, Kim. I would. <laughs> <laughs> the northern part. Yes. Right. Launch the typo dong. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. So, Kim, we got any news? We do. First of all, today is election day. By the time everybody hears this, we'll have chosen our new president. And I don't like to talk about politics on the podcast, so we're not going to talk about candidates or anything. But I just want to make sure that everybody exercises their right to vote and gets out there and says what they want and does it with open eyes. So As long as it's what I want. (laughs) Yes. And when that person is elected, that we all come together as a nation and supports them. Let's not act stupid. Mm-hmm. No right? rebellions. Exactly. No. Anarchy! Anarchy! <laughs> <laughs> On a lighter note, yes. Chandler Riggs is growing up, and he's going off to college. Oh. Yeah, he got accepted into Auburn University, which is just one state over. It's actually only two hours from Atlanta. Oh, and... really? He's going to Auburn? Yeah. That's hilarious. Okay. Yeah. And, uh... Too bad he's not going to UGA. might have to cut that hair. Yeah. <laughs> At Auburn, he's going to have to yeah. cut that hair. What's up, hippie? But if he, if, he went to, if he would go to UGA, he would be fine. Yes, he could he be, would be considered one of the good old boys. Yes. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's only... I don't only, think he's going to have any problems. That's only t- an hour and a half away from Sonoy, actually. So it's not like he's not going to be on the show anymore. 
Interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah. So hmm. more to come about that, I'm sure. Um, in an interview with Entertainment Weekly, Robert Kirkman was asked about his likes and dislikes between the show and the comic. And he said his favorite storyline of the comic was of Carl and Rick after they fled the prison when Rick was, remember when Rick was really messed up and he was laid out on the couch yeah. and Carl was like not sure if he was going to live or not. Right. Um, yeah, the, the big old can of, uh, what was pudding, it? Uh, fudge, chocolate. pudding. Yeah. He's yeah. Rick mm-hmm. rolling. Yeah, so that was his favorite storyline because Carl had to pretty much grow up in that mm-hmm. comic. That was a good that, one. Yeah, yeah, it was. That was a good, that was a good issue. Um, so he really liked the um, idea that they were able to carry that feeling over into the TV show. Mm-hmm. And um, he also revealed that when he starts to really like a comic character, he kills him off. So if he's attached, then the audience probably is too. So he gets rid of him. Oh, my. <laughs> so what? Doesn't he not like Rick? <laughs> well. I guess not. I guess not. He's tortured Rick. He does. He just keeps torturing him. He has tortured him. He obviously didn't like Glenn. <laughs> or well, did I like Glenn. No, he loved Glenn. Glenn. No, he loved Glenn. He loved Glenn. So these characters are like his little voodoo dolls. He just kind of keeps <laughs> messing with them. I yeah. know. I was going to say they're like his children, but I guess that would be horrible. Yeah, no, because oh, he's torturing that's, them. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's sick in all the right ways. He does have kids, so. He does? He does? Okay. I think he has, yeah, a couple. Is Are any of them named Rick? Glenn. <laughs> 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 uh, but one of them likes to say bitch nuts a lot <laughs> that's where he got it from that's right <laughs> and this one's for you Stuart. okay um just in time for the 35th anniversary american werewolf in london is being remade uh, oh really by oh. guess who robert, Do I have to guess? robert kirkman Really? Yeah. Okay. Dave Albert, oh. also from The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. and Max Landis, who is son of John Landis, who did the original. Yep. Ah. Yep. Yep. And so um, Max Landis is going to rewrite the script and direct it, but John Landis is actually going to be the executive producer. Mm-hmm. So that would be awesome. I don't know. I mean, it's a Have they got like, any, any they cast? Re- no, not yet. When they remake those, it's like, can you really capture it? I mean, it was like. Yeah. It was already know. pretty good. Yeah, it's hit or miss. I mean, some of them they they've done a pretty good job with. Yeah, yeah. Mostly not, I would say, but some yes. <laughs> right, right. But like, mostly okay, not. I agree. Like the scene when they're like he's he's uh, meeting the the people he's killed in the porn theater. Like, I don't know if you can mm-hmm. <laughs> capture that in the same way right. in a remake. You know, you know. know. Yeah, it might have to be updated a little bit. I'm not even sure if I've ever seen that movie all the way through. Really. Yeah. Oh, it's a great movie. I know it is. I've seen bits and pieces, but not the whole thing. I'm dead, David. (laughs) I think I watched that when I was like eight or nine. Hmm. I haven't seen it in years. I don't even. All I remember is that gross transformation. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You guys should cover that in your off season. Well, it's like his his dead follow him around. So ever Uh he kills. His ghost. Yep. Yep. That's right. His buddy was great. It was yeah. hilarious. It was the first guy he killed, right? Oh, mm-hmm. right. I remember that one. Yeah. It's, it was yeah. a good movie. So if you haven't seen the original, it was good. Go back and watch okay. it. I'll yeah. have to check yep. it out. Yep. Give it a ride. And that's it. That's all I got. That's all for the news? Good mm-hmm. stuff. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, next week on The Walking Dead Season 7, Episode 4, Service. 
Alexandria gets a sobering visit. I wonder who that's going to be. <laughs> not, not, not. Have you noticed that all the um, the episodes so far have been like one word? Well, the cell, I guess. And the well, the well. first one was but well, the well, yeah. <laughs> I think the they first one made up for a whole season that's of titles. True. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you will regret what you asked for, but we will give it to you anyways. <laughs> something like that that's right next week (laughs) so what do you think is going to happen oh I think Negan's going to make his entrance and uh, I think he's going to spend a good bit of it embarrassing Rick Mm. can you talk about like uh, those little 30 second trailers or do Mm -hmm. you guys not talk about that stuff yeah you can talk about it we we talk about it Mm -hmm. because I saw Negan was there in yeah. Alexandria, mm-hmm. and I think Daryl was with him. Oh, oh really? really? I oh, didn't see Daryl. I saw oh. a screen cap. Somebody had circled Daryl in the group or something. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, because oh, he was I like knocking with the oh. bat, right? Yeah, yeah. That's all I saw. at the do- at, the, at gates. the gate. That's yeah. He's little pig, little pig. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but you also see some scenes where he's kind of. Uh, it looked like there's a scene where he's Rick's introducing him, I guess, to everybody. Says and he, he's kind of getting in Rick's face a little yeah. bit, and Rick's kind of freaking out a bit. And Rick was saying he's in charge now. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I think he's going to be really messing with Rick. Yeah. I wonder if he kills anybody. I think he almost has to. He might. He might. Just to get the Alexandrians on board. It could be a really screwed up and uncomfortable episode. Ugh. Like, I'm, like, nervous about it already. (laughs) That's what it seems like. Yeah, it could be a pretty sick episode. (laughs) People are, yeah, people are like, oh, man, it's too much. This show's not making me feel good, and I totally get that. But I'm like, yeah, bring it on. I like it how dark it is. I don't know why, but. You're sick, Jason. I'm totally cool with it. I know, although I did love that um, Kingdom episode, too. That was awesome. I thought it was perfect placement for it. So that was that was that was really funny. Maybe it wasn't even as funny as it felt because (laughs) we had watched such a dark one before. It made it hilarious. Made it yeah better. But it makes you feel bad when you laugh. It made me feel bad. What? When I was laughing at the kingdom stuff, I was like, "Wow, we just lost Glenn and Abraham, and now we're laughing." Carol doesn't know that. I I know. Well, that made me feel even worse. Like, poor Morgan and Carol, they don't know anything. Tara, she doesn't know anything. It's just Mm -hmm. sad. Yeah. Well, if they watched all the um, previews over the summer, they would have seen Kingdom (laughs) Come. They would have a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they watched the episodes, they would know. I'd be like, let's (laughs) find these guys in the um, footlocker gear. Go follow them. Footlocker gear? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, anything else that you guys want to talk about with this episode or future episodes? I'm no. good. No, I just I hope they continue going along this path because it's been a great season uh-huh. so far. And it's yeah. only been three episodes. I know. Yeah. So yeah, it, this is a good. great setup. Rick is broken, and I'm Maybe. sure the whole rest of the show is not going to be okay. Negan's in charge now, and this is The Walking Dead. It's going to be seeing how they get back at him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't wait to find out, you know, how that how that happens. But we're still on the downslope right now. He's going to cause yes. more trouble before he gets any. Yes, come up it's going to get it's going to get sadder before it gets yeah. better, no yeah. doubt. Well, and how the the what is it? Hillside, not hillside. Hilltop. Yeah, hilltop. I always keep 
Hillside is the house we're getting ready to move into. <laughs> I was going to say how the, how the hill, hilltop plays into this and how the kingdom plays into this and how anybody else who might be out there might play into this. So I think, you know, we're just kind of on the cusp of what's happening. I think uh, that first episode where Negan is so dominating, you know, I think is, is kind of getting pushed off to the side a little bit with, with everything else that's happening with, you know, like all these other societies that are coming up. So. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, I can't it, wait to see more Jesus. Yeah, yeah seriously, where the he hell been? is he been? Seriously. Totally. And Maggie, I'm excited to see what she does. I think does. I tweeted about that. I was like, where the hell is Jesus? And people were like, <laughs> I know. People are like, man, you're getting deep. Yeah. He, so, ran off, he ran off with the God from Preacher. He's busy saving people. <laughs> <laughs> oh right. my God, that's Go awesome. Go <laughs> All right. Well, we wanted to just say thank you to Jason for joining us tonight. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, so thanks, awesome Jason. having you. It's fun. Super. F- it was fun to talk to people who actually like this show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, you horrible. Never, never. No. Poor Karen. Yeah, Maybe I'm she'll come kidding. around. I mean, hopefully there'll be yeah, some good ones so. sprinkled in with the bad ones. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it won't be like a Game of Thrones type situation with her. She's just. She's so. Um, I admire it. She's very emotionally uh, wrapped up and and kind of raw about it. And I'm a little more clinical and analytical, so it takes a lot for me to really feel something. Mm-hmm. And I'm I kind of get jealous because she get I she's when she's watching it, she just gets all animated and everything, you know. <laughs> but when it gets super super intense with some total bastard like Negan, she's just like, nope, I don't want this. <laughs> Make him go away. <laughs> yeah, get him out of here. You know, she's she sticks to her guns. She's true to herself. Oh, I know, I know. That's very because I argue like crazy, and then I listen back when I'm editing, and I'm like, "Man, you need to chill out a little bit." But she sticks to her guns, and I'm like, "I'm glad she didn't." Yeah, she didn't break. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully she'll stick in there. But yeah, I hope so. But thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thank you. All right, you guys. You can listen to us on um, anywhere where you get your favorite podcast um, downloads at, and you can also find us on Twitter at Fear Me Podcast, on Facebook at Facebook slash Fear Me Podcast, and on the web at fearmepodcast.com. You can email us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. and we'll be back next week for season seven, episode four of The Walking Dead. Thank you for listening. Bye. Good night. Bye. I might reach through this screen and punch you right in the brain, Stuart.